3D printing technology is pushing the limits of customization, bringing ease to surgical planning and making predictable outcomes. If you are a surgeon wanting to make lives better, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Surgeons in 3D Printing podcast. And now, your host, Dr. Ruchi Pathak-Cole, to take you on this beautiful journey. Welcome to the Surgeons in 3D Printing podcast. First, let me wish all those women out there a very happy International Women's Day. Today, I have with me a woman who started with a blog and went on to create a beautiful community called Women in 3D Printing. Today, this is a global community with women across various sectors working towards taking 3D printing technology to a whole new level. My guest today is the founder of Women in 3D Printing, Nora Toure. Without further ado, let us click on the subscribe button of this podcast so that you are notified when our next interesting conversation is released. Now let's hear what Nora has to say to the women out there on this special day. Hi Nora, how are you? Hi Ruchi, doing great. How are you doing? Wow, nice to meet you and happy Women's Day. Yeah, happy Women's Day. <laughs> okay, so I'd like you to introduce yourself and uh, do tell how did you start with women in 3D printing? Because that's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so first of all, like uh, I, I've been in additive manufacturing since uh, 2010, and uh, uh, so I started my career back in France, uh, then moved to the US. Uh, gosh, now it must be eight years ago. Long time. <laughs> um, so I was uh, first in California for a little while, um, and uh, the reason why I moved to California was uh, with the company I was initially working with, uh, Sculpteo. Uh, we we wanted to open a facility in the U.S., um, and so I was the one to come uh, to the U.S. and to really start to develop the business there. Um, so that was a uh, very interesting times. Um, so we spent a total of eight years uh, with Sculpteo. Uh, so again, uh, three years, yeah, about three years in France, five in the US, uh, and then uh, wanted to see what was on the other side, on the application side. Uh, so worked for uh, Ivaldi Group for a little while as well. So we're specialized in uh, uh, providing um, flexible manufacturing solutions for um, for the maritime, oil and gas, construction, mining uh, industries. Um, so had a great time as well in the in this company. But then I wanted to go back a little bit into management and on the service side. But most importantly, I wanted to see more than additive. Um, so that's why I joined uh, Fast Radius a few months ago. Um, and so I'm uh, I'm one of the director of sales, uh, managing a team of uh, of sales and account executives uh, who are uh, selling additive manufacturing, but also injection moldings. CNC, castorating. So that's really my career. Wow. Uh, and then on the on the side, yes, you did mention women into the printing. So that's uh, that's a nonprofit I'm running. Um, so started it in uh, 2014. Uh, gosh, time flies. <laughs> so end of 2014, uh, and uh, I really started it as a blog. Okay. Uh, and the reason why um, I wanted to start it is because. 
I just had came from the US, so I came uh, from France, sorry. So I arrived from France like end of 2012, early 2013, uh, didn't know a soul here uh, and had to build my network. And uh, that was tough, it's a bit tougher than what I would have expected. Um, there were a number of reasons to it, uh, but I did receive most of support from uh, female peers, uh, even in competi competing companies and uh, I found uh, a lot of uh, really fantastic friendships uh, in those women, yeah. uh, but also uh, similar struggles. Uh, their pain points were the same as mine, and sometimes a little bit of uh, tiredness of being the only woman in the room. Yeah. Um, Especially in I manufacturing. Still happening for a lot. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I know it's still happening for a lot of yeah. us. Uh, I have to say I'm a I'm lucky that it's happening less and less for me, but still there are some meetings, uh, even a fast radius where I am the only woman in the room. Uh, and, uh, and you like, yeah, and you don't really get used to it for real. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not ideal. Um, and so candidly, I, I didn't know what I was creating with Women in 3D Printing. I just, again, started a blog, thought it would be interesting to share the stories of the other women in the industry. Because all of us in the additive manufacturing space, we have different backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, I studied law uh, in France. I was becoming a lawyer. Oh. Nothing to do with <laughs> what I'm doing today. Uh, still, I, I'm, I'm glad I did it because I'm using a few of the skill sets from, uh, from my, my studies uh, today still. But anyway, that's not what I was destined wow. <laughs> uh, to do. That's a completely different uh, place you are. And I mean, like, where is law Absolutely. and where is, like, you know, additive? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, but that's actually the reality of so many of us, uh, men and yes. women. Um, but I was specifically interested in sharing uh, those stories of uh, the women in the space. Um, the reason being that I wanted to encourage more women to join the industry, to basically show them it's okay that you don't have a background in additive. It's okay that you are not an engineer. You can still get started and we can still join this industry. We are all coming from the same, like we all have same situations where we had to learn from scratch. Uh, some of us, right after school but still didn't have too much in school and others middle of the career exactly. uh, and that's okay and we're going to help you and and we're a community that can help you so that was the so you asked me how it started that's how it started and then wow. then it became a little bit bigger but that's I, I believe you have more questions for yeah. me on that uh but that's really how it started wow so that's an amazing story i mean like from law to and then working on so many different backgrounds i mean you i think you learned a lot from working on different backgrounds and then it all came together by the end yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. yeah, for sure. So, well, that's the, the perks of working in a service bureau. Yeah. You get to see so many different applications in all the possible industries that can have a need for additive. Uh, so I think I'm uh, uh, hooked to working in service bureaus, actually. I really enjoy wow. it. <laughs> Great. So what do you believe about, you know, uh, a community creation? Because you've created a huge community. I mean, women in 3D printing by itself is a huge community at the moment. So what is your belief about community yeah. creation? Well, I, it's so important, uh, but again, I didn't know it at first. Uh, I realized it was important from like the pain point of not having one when I first uh, started. Uh, and then again, when I was in France, I did not necessarily feel that I was missing a community because I was surrounded by the team at school too. And we had a, we had a own community, if you exactly. will. Um, and so I was protected by this and I had like everyone like, teaching me what I needed to know about additive. So I, I felt really uh, uh, lucky and I didn't felt the need for more back then. Um, for me, the need for community really came uh, and was really strong when I first came to the US. As I said, that was like very 
not difficult moment, a learning moment for me. And uh, and I felt like I miss I was missing something. And I think that was a community I was missing. So and again, that's why I, I started it. But for me, yeah, it's really really important to have a community. And whether it's a, a global community like Women Into the Printing that is well, mostly based on gender, uh, but also like you can have communities in your own company, in your school, exactly. uh, your family, if you have a large family, can also be your community. I mean, there are many ways you can have your the community. But, uh, and again, because I, I, so one thing I didn't say is when I came to the US for the first six months, it was just me, my husband, back then still my boyfriend, was in France. So it was literally just me trying to make friends yeah. or really trying to strive on my personal life and my professional life. Um, and I am, uh, I am not someone who likes to be alone too I think much. Nobody, uh, nobody I mean, should. I do know to the extent, right? Uh, but uh, alone in a foreign country where in the US from Europe, sometimes you might think you know it all because you see so much about it, like uh, the US, right? Yeah. Everywhere in the world, like, okay, we know the US. But actually when you're actually trying to live here on your it's own, a it's a bit different. Yeah, it's a different story. Uh, is everything is different so and uh, and I didn't really realize that I mean this less than 25 year old me didn't realize exactly. all of that yeah. uh, and so so the sense of community was extremely important for me back then uh, and still is today for sure yeah. um absolutely. Sure. and so like because you created an amazing community of women so what do you, you must have had now the experience of you know this community feeling and what is that difference in between what did you find what was common between women across sectors because you have engineers you have artists mm. you have you know people across sectors yeah what is that commonality that you found here that's a very interesting question um i would say <laughs> There are a lot of things, but uh, the, the main two things would be first like this, uh, this diversity of thought and background um, that makes this industry so interesting, actually. Um, and, uh, and, and we all had some extent different experiences. Um, those who, so anyway, yeah, the really different experiences and, and willing to share those different um, experiences to make the industry better. Uh, not necessarily once, once the women who are in the industry, they they're not ashamed of the background of not having been in, in the industry necessarily before. And so they're willing to share about where they, wherever they're coming from. And the second thing I would say is hard workers, because um, most of them had to be the best in the exactly. world uh, to be where they are today. Yeah. Uh, and that's if it is something uh, I, can, I can see, uh, they're, they're excellent. Um, and I think this is coming from uh, having to be the best. Uh, to be where they are. Yeah. But then uh, do you feel that in every community, do you feel that the women felt that they had to be the best in the room so as to kind of get ahead? Because, you know, as I had also heard from you, that women have to be better than their, you know, the male peers in order to kind of stand out. And and sometimes it comes from, um, you know, as I said, like being the only only woman in the room, like it, it might not be like, for some, it's empowering, yeah. um, and I think it's mostly with the, if they have, uh, well, it's part of the personality, but it might also be based on who they, who are the men they have in the room. Um, and for others, it's it's not empowering at all. Uh, and I've been in both situations because I think it really depends on who else you have in the room. Um, and for me, being the only woman in the room, sometimes I feel it's a bit uh, like my opinion, and still to this day, because it's it's. 
I mean, it's a feeling almost that you feel like you, your opinion won't necessarily matter as much or you need to speak up more yeah. and you need to think three times about what you're going to say. Um, and and of, more often than not, I'm okay with this, but more often than not, I'm, uh, I'm disagreeing uh, with others who might be in the room and you need to back up your ideas. Exactly. So you need to learn how to uh, be really sure about your ideas before you share them because sometimes you are going to have pushbacks um and some might say it's not due to gender i don't think it's due to gender all the time yeah, uh, definitely the simple fact to be the only woman in the room puts you into a different bucket um it's a fact it puts you in a different bucket and so you have to overcome that um yourself in order to be able to speak up and you know move forward with your ideas uh even if you're the only one thinking this way because you've had a different experience uh and a lot of different things that might uh put you in the situation of thinking differently uh which again is what i really believe we need this industry people who think differently and this is coming from diversity of as overall you know it's not a gender diversity obviously diversity in race in group ethnics in uh in, um, in backgrounds and studies experiences exactly, exactly. so it's it's uh, more complex than that uh, but it's um, so important yeah I, uh, I also I feel that uh, the more difficult it is uh, to stand out as a woman but once you stand out it is easier to kind of stand out further you know to sustain yourself yeah. so it's like either way yeah. it's a difficult way to get there then once you're there it's easier to sustain I think so it can be empowering, it is empowering there, definitely yes. Yes. and then you're looked upon as a mentor and I think uh, that is even more empowering because you are a guiding light to so many more yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh but then you need to be okay as well with it uh to be taken as an example yeah. uh and to be to be a mentor uh and that's that's a different level because it's uh not everyone likes to be in that position exactly. or everyone can be in that position uh but that's definitely something that usually comes with yeah, as well indeed. exactly Okay, so how many women do you have uh, from the healthcare sector? I just wanted to know because I was a part of your uh, of the group since I think 2016 yeah. and even before, yeah. even before that. And so, yeah, so I've seen that you have diverse people. So, yeah, so I don't know exactly how many women we have from the healthcare sector to be. To, uh, but then we have, uh, actually, we should know. I mean, it's... Um, this is part of the, you know, we, we're all volunteering for the organization. So doing as much as we can with the time we can allow. Oh my gosh, you're doing too much. I mean, you're doing a lot. <laughs> I mean, I cannot, yeah, stress it's more, okay. but then I you're doing it. amazing I, work. I don't see it as being work, but thank you. Exactly. <laughs> no, with the work that you're already doing, this is something you're doing after the work that you're yeah. doing. So that, yeah, yeah. that's commendable. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I wish we, we had more numbers and more data around our community. Uh, so that's a hope, hopefully something we can work on um, soon-ish. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wish, I wish we had more data. But then, yes, so we do have uh, quite a lot of women still, I mean, from what I can see from the, from the makeup of our industry and our, and our community. Uh, I think it actually reflected pretty well in women 3D printing as to what it is in the overall industry. So we do have quite a lot of uh, women in healthcare. And and I must say, maybe I think for us, the healthcare, like the healthcare sub-segment of the community might actually be the most um, diverse in terms of geographies. Um, Because we have women in 3D printing really, like I think it's, 75 countries now. Um, and uh, I think uh, we have healthcare uh, workers in additive manufacturing in our community, probably in all of those chapters, uh, which is not necessarily the case for women working in aerospace or automotive or, 
our consumer goods. But I think healthcare is probably the, the sub-industry that's the most represented uh, in our industry, especially like when you look at in terms of geography coverage. Wow, great. So, I mean, I also feel that at the end of the day, I mean, healthcare is one of the consumers of uh, additive and, and the implementation to the healthcare actually brings out a lot for the people. So I think yeah. that's also an important sector yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, so I'd like to ask you, what inspires you to work for, you know, empowering women and 3D printing? I mean, that's that's a work apart from your uh, regular work. So definitely there is a there is something that makes you to work there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's um, it's thrilling when you hear success stories that were originated by the group. A uh, woman who started, who, who met uh, through a woman's reprinting event and started a company together. A uh, woman who were able to meet with investors and then ultimately funding, fun, raising funds, sorry, thanks to the first meeting that happened uh, to, through women's reprinting. All of this is absolutely empowering. All the messages I'm receiving from young women and sometimes not so young women who are like, yeah, I, I, I read the stories of this other woman. This is definitely something I'm looking forward to. Like, can you help me more? Like I have like, also like I have a business ideas. I'm not exactly sure where to start. I mean, this is really uh, what makes me continue. Uh, Cause yeah, for sure. There are times where I, it's, it's a lot <laughs> when, you know, the nonprofit work itself, it's a yeah. lot. Um, but then when you see the, the bigger purpose as to, to why we're doing this and the results uh, that we're having. And again, it's not results like this is like, yeah, we changed the, completely the ratio in the industry and now we're at 50-50. Definitely we're not yeah. there yet, obviously. So this is the bigger picture. But then the day-to-day -day I'm receiving and all of those messages I'm receiving and, yeah. you know, actions that I know we are part of and kind of were able to originate. Yeah, that makes me extremely yeah. proud and definitely makes makes me willing to continue. Um, that's really what, uh, yeah. So please continue sending me those wow. messages because it's, wow. uh, <laughs> it's really um, what, what keeps me going, yeah. Definitely. So in the, I think you started in 2010 and now it's like almost 10 years. It's 2021 now. So what, what are the changes that you've seen in the across sectors with the representation of women in the industry and in other different areas? Do you see that increasing? How do you see that? How do you see experiences yeah. of women? Because you are seeing it in a holistic approach. Because I could tell yeah. you about healthcare, but I couldn't tell you about the other sectors. For but sure. I think you're a better person to represent that. Yeah. Well, yes, I know because um, I think we, when we look at the numbers, actually, and the numbers are hard to get, like the the percentage of women in the additive manufacturing space. That's not a number that's easily uh, available. Um, exactly. We're working with. Uh, uh, Alex and Daniel Globals and we sculpted with a year for the for the for the report they're putting together that includes um, a gender question um, okay. so we're working with them we're also doing our own reports every year um, so we, we we gather data from a few different sources but still definitely not enough we're still missing like a, a one source of truth in the industry but the numbers are still not ideal I mean we we barely have a 13% of women in the industry and it's stagnating uh, and okay. I think a lot of difficulties in trying to to know who those women are um, I think probably our community has the most like grasp as to who those women are uh, but then it's because um, we have women like who are for example let's take an example like there might be like and I have a few like this actually examples but uh, working in fashion uh, yeah. Fashion is actually their industry of attachment, but they end up using the additive manufacturing technology to build a new product line. 
And so most of okay. the time, those women who are using the technology for their industry, for their product that's in, in a very defined industry, don't necessarily consider themselves as in the 3D printing industry, even though they're users of the technology every single day. And yeah. they could be innovating uh, with additive manufacturing for the global of the community, but they're not necessarily working in the additive manufacturing industry. And so those women, again, don't necessarily feel like they're attached to the additive manufacturing industry. In my right. opinion, they are because they're users of the technology and they're using exactly. it every day and they're coming to yeah. events and, and they're interested in the technology, they're using it, they're working with it because exactly. we're a tool, that's what we are. And so if we're to count only the people like me who are 100% in the industry, I mean, even our overall global industry would be fairly small, actually. Yeah. Um, so I think we have to count uh, on the users because they're also the ones really innovating because usually they innovate for the purpose that and the goal that they have and why they want to use the technology, but we really need to, to include them. And again, back on women, they usually don't necessarily feel as if they were part of that industry. Um, so that makes it very difficult to count them for yeah, them. To, definitely. Know, like, and I think there. consumers would be more uh, rather than uh, like women in proper service bureaus. I think it'll be more of yeah. uh, people who yeah, will be using it sure. like a consumer, I think for sure. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And for you in healthcare, you are using it as a tool. Uh, exactly. Where, and, I've, and I know you consider yourself as being part of the additive manufacturing industry exactly. as well. But you're yeah. a part of both. But this is not everyone who considers themselves as far as two industries or two, three industries even sometimes. Um, so it's, um, it, it's, it makes it even more difficult, right? Um, so with that, like, I believe that we were able, like in the last few years, to increase the visibility of the women already in the industry. I don't know that if we already made a pretty good job at getting more women involved in the industry and feel like as if they belonged into this industry. Yeah. Um, so we, we still have a long, a long way to go. Way to go, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But this is part of the efforts we, we're putting together, like we're launching Women 3D Printing in Next Gen. That's really the Women 3D Printing Youth uh, kind of uh, umbrella. Um, and yeah, right. we, we tr so that's one of the actions we're putting together, but also um, uh, programs and initiatives that we are going to, to work more uh, on this year uh, wow. with that purpose of really encouraging uh, more women to join the industry. Because again, I think we're doing a good job in terms oh of- Oh my uh, gosh, amazing, incredible job. <laughs> it's just not a good job, it's incredible. <laughs> well, thank you, but it's, uh, thanks to all of us. Um, so, yeah. so I think on that, we, and we're gonna continue because it's still not enough. Yeah, uh, it is needed at the moment. Yeah, we still don't see enough women on events. That's why we did type so we can show yeah. that, yes, we can have over 100. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, 147 women on stage yeah. and they all deserve to be on stage. Exactly. They all should be on stage. So there is no reason why we don't see more of them on stage. Um, so anyway, there's still a few things that we need to do on that side. But I think yeah. we, we pretty much covered and we have a good idea of what we want to do on that regard. Now encouraging more women to join the industry. That's probably where we have most of the work to do as of now. Yeah, definitely. So how do you see the next five years, which definitely brings me to this question. <laughs> For women to be printing, you mean? Oh, of course, of course. See, because yeah. I, I'm talking to you on a woman's day, so I'm pretty much yeah, focused yeah, on sure. that aspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, just the last, like, I know you asked me for the future, but like just a, if I'm doing just a quick retrospective on this, yeah. like 2020, which was a very interesting year, obviously, for many different reasons. <laughs> um, but in terms of uh, there was a, one very interesting aspect really uh, to it is that we've seen more and more um, like 
new job titles in additive manufacturing companies like VP of People, uh, Chief Transformation oh. Officers, uh, Head of uh, Diversity and, inclusive, and Inclusiveness. Um, wow. Those are okay. new titles that we, and, and those are people we're now working with uh, that we didn't work with before. Like, to be honest, like uh, up to like, again, like early 2020, we were working mostly like, you know, corporate members and our sponsors. We're mostly talking to the marketing teams, uh, which makes sense. Uh, but yeah, now definitely. we are working more and more with actually the HR department and those okay. sub segments uh, really focusing on people and inclusion and diversity. And I find this extremely important because their needs are different. Uh, exactly. They don't really care about the marketing around like being associated with women into the printing. Uh, they care more about like, okay, so how do I actually drive diversity in my organization? How can an organization right. like women into printing help me do that? And those are the real questions that we want to solve and be here with them and help them solve. So yeah what i think is going to happen for the next five years is that we're going to see more and more of that so obviously it's not necessarily in the 20 ish people startups that we're seeing those roles they're not necessarily yet prioritized even though in my opinion they should because it's really at the core of a company like this Definitely. is where it's defined like the Definitely. first 20 people you're hiring uh make sure you have diversity this is exactly. so important uh yeah. you cannot have a team of just the same who think the same you will never innovate uh, this way. You need very true, very true. And yeah. so I think you need to have someone who is like in charge of that. That's the sole mission is to make sure that you have enough diversity in the company. And that I believe should happen at the startup stage, like early startup stage already. Yeah. But most often is often time is not a priority. Which again, on the business point of view, I understand. But then the long term vision, then that's a problem. It has to uh, come. So, so anyway, I do, I do hope that in the next five years, we do see more and more in those positions in companies of various sizes uh, and that we will come to realize how important it is. Uh, and uh, hopefully, I, like commentary putting will be here to also help uh, those companies in that regard. Um, but I think this is really how we are going to, to help have more diversity. And here I'm using the diversity in the, really the, the broader sense and not just uh, gender related. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, and specialties in every form of diversity, like whatsoever is possible. Yeah. yeah. When different Absolutely. people come together, it's a completely new thing that comes in, comes up. Absolutely. So I think yes. uh, it's, it's always Yeah, necessary. you're going to think about things that you, you didn't knew exactly. about. Exactly. Everybody uh, has their perspective, you, yeah. so. Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. And that's so, so important, so. Yeah. yeah so now this brings out. me to the next question, which is very close to this. So what do you, what do you, uh, what will you say about collaboration? Because it is somewhere close. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's at the heart of it, actually. Um, it is because we, so collaboration is, um, collaboration and diversity of thought have to go together. And, uh, and yes, sometimes it will take more time when you are, you know, when you're fully collaborating, it might take some more time to come to decisions uh, because, well, there are more discussions. And exactly. uh, ultimately, that's actually what you want sometimes to take a little bit more time to to think through things, to make sure this is the best decision possible. And then at a company level, you also need to, you know, to have a, a, a hard line, like knowing, like, okay, so this is the person in the room, the most senior who is going to ultimately take the decision and everyone like will have to make compromise. Uh, yeah. This is part of also having a diverse team. Everyone needs to be on the same page that compromises will be needed. Uh, and for Definitely. sure, I have a, I have had to compromise quite so many times in my in my career uh, where I thought I was I, I felt really strongly I was right about something 
but yeah, I compromised. And at the end of the day, I'm glad I did because that was probably actually the best outcome possible. Best thing. And there exactly. Was why there was someone more senior than me in the room who took that decision. Uh, right. And I am respectful of that. There is no need like to hold grudges or I don't know. What. Oh, I don't um, think so. That should be really needed. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's absolutely not needed. Absolutely. And actually, that's, uh, that can even be counterproductive. Um, so something to be careful of when you include more diversity in the room is to make sure that everyone is on the same page that, yes, now we're going to debate sometimes, not agree most often times, and have to comp someone in the room will have to compromise. Uh, and this is part of it, but uh, hopefully everyone is uh, grown up enough to learn from it and to grow from it. Um, and that is, uh, for me, the part of the collaboration aspect, it comes with compromise and uh, not holding grudges. Yeah, definitely. I do agree with that because ultimately the end goal of collaboration is a commonality. Everybody wants to achieve this outcome and everybody's working yeah. in different ways to get to the same place. So exactly. yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Same goal at the end of the day. So, I mean, you're working on so many things. Now I'd like to ask you a very simple question, which is difficult to answer though. How do you manage your work, your family, and, and then the nonprofit, and then your work, all of that together? How do you do that? Oh, God, that's a $1 million question. Uh, I don't know. Like, if someone has a secret recipe, I, I'm a taker because I don't have it. Um, I mean, uh, it's... Um, it's tough, I won't lie, yeah. uh, from some days. But then, like, I think the key is to take pleasure in what you do. Uh, nothing that I'm doing I feel like it's a burden and if it is at some point because it can happen you know that we all Definitely. have bad days well I yeah. shut down my computer and I and I and go play with my son it's that of him laughing and I'm like okay I'm good I can go back to this I can do this let's finish this and tomorrow will be a better day um I'm um I think I'm intrinsically like a positive person uh and if and I have also this motto of like if it works, that's meant to work. And if it doesn't work, I'm not going to spend like my life trying to get something that I cannot do. Perfect. Just I love this. I won't have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to be miserable about something I cannot have. Um, but then again, like this is more like the big goal. But then, yeah, in the day to day, yeah, for sure. There are times when I'm, especially like I'm pregnant with my second child right now. Oh my God. Um, Congratulations. So, thank you. <laughs> and all the best. I'm exhausted. And all the best. <laughs> <laughs> and my first one is uh, barely 20 months old so they're going to be exactly two years apart uh when the second one comes in but uh, it's uh comes out actually uh, <laughs> but um it's yeah i mean it's um of course i have to to think as well about my 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 family but my husband is just like me we're both work how work work alcoholic i guess yeah. uh, and uh, if i if i if i wasn't busy with monetary printing i would probably be doing something else uh but i would kept myself busy and um and i like yeah i mean i don't know uh, I, I like this uh this way of working uh because again i do not necessarily consider it from work um and for me the most important thing i would say is to keep learning if at some point I'm not learning anymore, that's when I'm getting bored. Uh, yeah, and that's when I too. need to do something else, uh, whatever it was, whatever it is. Um, so obviously with my family, I keep learning. <laughs> uh, with, uh, you learn like all the time. Every so day, that's yeah. that's no problem, even though it's my family. Uh, but then, yeah, with work and with winter printing, if at any time I feel like uh, I'm not learning anymore, then it's going to become a different discussion. Then with winter printing, I'm also like, 
candidly, I'm also wondering like now if I'm still the best person to lead the organization. I mean, it has grown so much in the last six years. I felt like I was able to bring it up to here, but maybe I'm not anymore the right person to bring it to the next stage. So that we'll see. I mean, it's um, no decision has been taken yet, uh, but the team is getting more and more involved in different departments. Um, so, you know, it's also good for me to, to hand over more and more of it so we can really share like, like, I'm glad to be the one you're interviewing today, but uh, I'm also hoping that, you know, we, we can also interview other women who are in the leadership. Exactly. exactly. So I think we're going to see more, more different faces in the next exactly. few months uh, for, for women to printing. Because uh, I'm, I'm one person who happened to have created a blog and end up being the founder of women yeah. printing. But, but that's I'm a lot of work. I mean, that's the initiations. Every organization has somebody who has initiated, so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I'm not necessarily the most important voices anymore. That's what I'm saying. There are like a lot of women who are involved with the organization who have Definitely. at least as important voices than I, than I do. And I want them to also be able to, to share that uh, with the rest of your community. So I think we, we're gonna see more of that. Uh, and that will also help me ultimately uh, to be more, a little bit more balanced. Yeah. <laughs> uh, enjoy it like this is also some, like to basically to answer a question about how I'm doing it yeah. uh, I'm starting to delegate uh, <laughs> yeah. it's important uh, it's, it's important, important I think at a point of time and especially with the phase that you're going through I mm. think it's important to delegate at the moment yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, no, no, pretty busy sure. and uh, yeah too much taxing on you <laughs> so definitely. No, but again, it's okay I don't mind it I really just want to make sure as well that we share it with others because uh, it is an important organization that's becoming more and more important in the community yes. Uh, and uh, I'm just one voice, uh, and, and I would love for us to, to hear more different voices as well. Uh, back to the diversity of thoughts. I mean, even yeah. in inventory printing, sometimes we disagree, believe it or not. Uh, for Definitely, me, it's of not course. always uh, yeah. uh, straight lines, and I think it's important to, to start. And I think it is well good that voices. things shouldn't be straight line. They shouldn't. I mean, that's, how, that's how new ideas would come up. So it's yeah. good it's not straight lines. So. Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So, so just to ask you, I mean, there are so many women must be listening to you uh, today. So what is your message to all the women out there? Yeah. Um, who want to work to the best uh, capacity, you know, that they can, but there are so many circumstances, you know, with women, it's like the family, it's like yeah. so many things there. So what is well, your message? I would say don't, don't, don't give up. Uh, whatever the situation is, like, what are you, you know, well, especially if you're in a situation that's not easy, and we know that uh, the past year was not easy uh, for a lot of people. Uh, and if you are still in one of those situations that is still not easy, uh, you know, don't don't give up necessarily. I mean, find your community, whatever it is. Like, woman tree printing is one answer, but it might not be the right for you for some reason, wherever you are. Um, so find a community that's the closest to you that will bring you comfort. And again, that's whatever the situation is, right? Um, and even if you're striving in a job and you're having fun and you're learning and you know, you're know you not, you're like, nope, I'm all good. Well, still find a community and then maybe you will feel a little better like giving back to someone who is not feeling as good as you are. Uh, and because again, we talked a lot about community and the power of community. Yeah. And I think yeah. on this day, uh, the power of the, the woman uh, overall, like women to do printing for sure, but like being in a, 
being of the the woman gender and being part exactly. of a community. I don't exactly. know. It's not really a community by itself, really. But uh, it's just like having common situations. You know, it's like a woman having common situations. You have to look after the family. You cannot forego with that condition. You know, you can't just show your back to that. You have to be there. Yeah. So it's it, it's something very really nice. But then when you have to also work, it's something you have to balance out. So I think yeah. not about the community, but something which is common to share. So definitely it becomes a community. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and really common experiences and uh, even for the women out there who don't have kids uh, they're also going with their own share of difficulties uh, and experiences from being women and uh, and find 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 your people find your community yeah. um, and then again for you it might not be women in 3d printing it might be uh, I don't know uh, another community that's based on uh, your role and the industries you're working in uh, it doesn't have to be necessarily women in, but I'm pretty sure that you are going to have the most uh, affinities with the women that will also be in those groups uh, and it's okay and embrace it and and enjoy it and because um, it's a really really powerful uh, yeah. community to have definitely thank you Nora thank you for your message course, and I you. hope it reaches all the women there listening to us and thank you for being there and sharing all your journey and your thoughts and best of luck <laughs> to you. Well, thank you for, for the, having me. For the coming yes, time. Thanks, I'm need it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So to all the women out there, don't be miserable if something is not happening. Take a breather and continue to learn. So don't give up. Even if it's not easy, find the community closest to you and see how you can give back. So once again, wishing you all a very happy International Women's Day. So see you next week once again with another episode of Surgeons in 3D Printing. Till then, stay safe and live with passion. Life is a work in progress. What matters at the end is the journey.